in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I agree that he is faithful. Reliable. Amen. Amen. Without waste of time, let's just flip through to second uh, Kings. Good to see you, Sister Winnie. Bless you. Amen. That is uh, Second Kings. Five. It's in Dima five. From verse one. Found it says, Now Naman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Unahamani induna ye mpiengusi yase aramu waingu mundu umkulu pambi wengusi yake. Otusegayo, Goba, Ujehova, Wayen Yile, I Aram Ugunoba, Naye, Futi, Way Kawali Namanda, Kepa, Wayeno Kong. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Neman's wife. Ama Aramu, Way Pumili, Gamafio. Abuye Ezwini, Lagwa Israeli, and in Tombazana and Nani, Yai Nugazi, Yomka and Yomka Nahamani. And she said unto her mistress, would, would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Yati, Nkosika Ziniayo. Sengati ingosiami ingaba pambi kumprofeti ose samaria kona ibiya kumpilisa okogweni luanyo. Amen. Amen. Uh, Luke 4. Luka isa 4. Verse 27. Verse 27. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. Amen. 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 Amen.
Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean that if people have got the same condition, uh, they will receive the same benefit. Sometimes it depends on your attitude. You can all come to church, but some walk away with blessings, and some don't know what actually happened. It is, it is up to you this morning. As we close our eyes, most gracious Heavenly Father, this morning as mortals we come in your presence. Amen. Acknowledging our insufficiency. Amen. We are absolutely nothing. Absolutely, we've got no righteousness that we can present unto you. Amen. We are sinners saved by grace. Mm. That is why we come with full acknowledgement of where we came from mm. before you called us, Heavenly Father. Mm. That is why I believe every believer this morning can raise their hands and say, We thank you. Amen. For having picked us up, especially in this dying generation. Amen. Lord, had it not been of your grace, we don't know many of us, where would we be? Amen. A lot could have gone wrong, dear God. Amen. But we want to thank you for your divine intervention. Mm. And even this morning as I stand here, we need your divine intervention. Amen. Let it be a divine activity mm. led by the almighty God. Suppress all human elements, dear God. Amen. Let the supernatural take over. Because this is your meeting and you are a supernatural God. Amen. And as we are going to yield ourselves to the operation of the Holy Spirit, mm. if there is anyone that is sick and afflicted in the building, I know you are still the same, dear God. Mm. You can touch and make them whole and shame the devil and show him that you are the present tense God. Yes. That is why you said to Moses, I am that I am. Amen. And you'll always be there for us, Heavenly Father. Mm. You said, heavens and earth shall pass away, but this way it shall never pass away. Amen. And this morning I've got confidence to stand before these people mm. as my fellow mortals and speak about the unalterated word of the living God Amen. that brought the universe, that brought them into existence. Amen. And this morning we just want to hear that word. The same one that was there in the beginning, as John said, in the beginning was the weight. The weight was with God, and the weight was God. And the same weight was made flesh. Amen. We are the products of that weight, and we are not ashamed to say that as we commit this service to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Now, just go couple of minutes. I just want to phrase my message. And maybe just say the maid in the house of Naaman. Amen. Amen. I want us to look at this the Bible calls her, and I think it captures the attitude during that time. A little mate. Amen. Amen. 
Now, where we have read here. Là, c'est fondé qu'on a. We have read about a great man. C'est fondé qu'on a eu during the time of uh, Syria. Ngeskati, ça c'est Aram. Syria and Israel. Israel, là c'est Aram, on fait une lague Israël. We're constantly in battle. Uh, we have seen it throughout the Bible. Now, this man called Naaman. The history or, or, or historians they actually say they actually suspect that he is the one that shot an arrow that called, that killed Ahab. But ngiyena owathumela leyo mcibisholo owabulala Ahab. Amen. You remember when Ahab was in his chariot. Niyakhombola umu Ahab akuma kulelegi yoni lakhe. Naaman is one of the people that is suspected to have shot that arrow. Unahamani ngiyena omuntu osolwayo ukuthi ngiyena owaphosa lo mcibisho. Naaman was a respected man. That's why the Bible says he was the captain of the host of the king of Syria. He was the commander in chief. He, he led battles and won battles. He was a great man before his master. Even his master had a certain level of respect for Naaman. And the Bible says the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria through him. He was a, a mighty man. A man of valor. A, a courageous man. Naaman was a man that was the young ones look up to him. Women respected him. Men look up to him. He was a, a renowned man, a man of honor. And when you, when, uh, every man in Israel, they had a desire to be like Naaman. He had a presence wherever he went. You could feel Naaman when he was in the building. There was something about Naaman. But uh, when we speak about this, we speak about what was on the surface. People looked up to him. Admired him. Loved him. Spoke highly of him. Revered him. But it was on the surface. Little did they know, or the Bible as it says, but. 
You know, in, in this journey called life, a lot of things or few things happen on the surface. But there is a lot that happens below the surface. Amen. And as it happened in the life of Naaman. When the nation looked at him, they never thought that something could be wrong. Here is a man that was in charge. That won battles. Having conquered Israel during that When you looked at him, he looked like it was a man that was in command. And you could tell the people that why don't you just like be Naaman? He, he was sort of an, a model of excellency during his time. But, uh, but there was a bad in the life of Naaman. And, and you know, but after he had commanded the military army, and they responded accordingly. When Naaman got home and he was alone in his secret chamber, Naaman was a leper. How can you be so great but yet be so little? How can you be so strong and yet be so weak? Uh, Are you following me? How do you reconcile the two pictures? And a a leper during the the time of uh, or in the Old Testament they were treated as an outcast they were not supposed to be part of the community they had to be taken out of the camp and be treated as an outcast I think Naaman was never free about his condition maybe he was afraid to talk about his condition maybe he thought if the people could know what he was going through, they would lose the respect for him. I don't know how did he manage to, to, to carry the two emotions at the same time. Respect, receive respect and honor while going through shame. Amen. And the reason they made got to know about the condition of Naaman. You, you know, the maid, that maid, how she ended up in Syria, it was after Syria, Syrians had attacked Israel and they captured some of the people and one, this maid was one of the people that were captured. 
and they became slaves in Syria. And when Naaman looked at the maid, this woman was so insignificant until such time that Naaman knew that if she knew about my leper, it is not a big deal. She's insignificant. Her weight is insignificant. And you know how women were treated in those times. And, and here she's a woman and she's a slave. In a, in a foreign land. So Naaman thought that this woman was too Significant, and he could reveal his weaknesses to her because it did not mean anything. But he could not reveal the condition amongst these peers. I don't know whether I might talk into somebody. And you know, as I'm coming, this is where it is difficult for church people. We live in during a time where we celebrate people's makeup. Than to celebrate people's realness. Makeup does not have weaknesses because it's a makeup. But realness has got weaknesses. When you reveal your real self, you reveal your vulnerability. Even amongst the the reason our young people especially in church are not honest with themselves and with the parents. We we celebrate the makeup. They carry themselves in a certain way and talk in a certain way to be accepted but that sometimes is not the real them. That's why most of them sometimes live double lives. But but I want us to get real. We are in a battle here. The battle is raging. The battle will have casualties. The battle will have wounds because that is the nature of the battle. Brother Bram said we are in a battle. We are not on a on a picnic field. And sometimes when you are soldiers, when I look at the life of Naaman, he commanded his military. But the military did not know that he was a leper. Uh, We are getting into, and that is why somebody says, a church can be a hypocritical environment. Because we give each other a certain perception of ourselves. I was shocked sometimes a brother was praying somewhere. And in the prayer he mentioned, say, Oh God, we are sinners. Forgive us. 
And the elders called the brother aside. And they say, we've got visitors here. If you say we are sinners, forgive us, what are they going to think? I'm, I'm time painting a picture to you that sometimes believers are not real. That's why they suffer defeats in their individual lives certain makeup. But this morning I want to penetrate the makeup. I want to rip apart your church mask. Rip forth your real self. And you realize that now you will be a soldier. We are not interested in the demeanor. Because Naaman was interested in the image. He carried a certain image. But the image was disintegrating behind the scene. How many people have got an image? But behind the scene, the image is in disintegrating. And later you realize later that no, things were not right. On the surface, everything looked right. But everything was disintegrating. Because you must remember we are getting into an hour. That's why I want to still the spirit of, uh, of soldiers in you. Because we are getting into an hour where we really need one another. You, you can't survive as an island anymore. You need my prayer, I need your prayer. I need your encouragement, you need my encouragement. Without you, I can't go forward. And without me, you can't go forward. Because we are at that hour now. And I've realized and young people must listen to me. The, the reason when we grew up in the message, the reason we remain is not because maybe the devil was less vicious there. But it's because we were honest with ourselves. And we did not want to project a makeup. And whenever the devil attempted to do something in our lives, we really made noise about it. Have you realized that whenever you've got something that the devil attempts to do, you speak about it, he becomes disempowered. But when we keep it, when we, when we keep quiet, it will swallow you. But today, people are quiet because a church, a church is no longer a hospital for the sick. A church is no longer a place where sinners are restored. A church is where we bring our own self, self righteousness. But the self righteousness of a man stinks before the nostrils of God. 
Because if it was sufficient, Jesus Christ would have not come and died. I want to say, as humanity, we are vulnerable. We've got areas in our lives where we need to raise our hands and say, we need you, Lord. Yes, I know the quotations, I know the songs, I've been to church, but I need you. If you don't intervene, I'm gone. You know me better than anybody knows me. Everybody thinks everything is right, but I know something is wrong. That's why I've got this relationship with you, because your eye can penetrate your areas when no humanity can penetrate you. That's why you are in church this morning. So that Jehovah can come and inspect your life. And realign your life. And he is the specialist. Because he is a supernatural God. What would have happened if Naaman had called the nation? And say, look, I'm the great captain. I'm an honorable man. I'm a mighty man of valor. I'm a great man. But you know that I'm a leper. He thought he would lose respect. I'm going to go into the basics here. In our time, people can't repent anymore. A sense of repentance has been has gone numb. But yet we are church people. But yet we can't repent. Are you here this morning? And that is why people are in church and people are dying in church. Because we, we, want to, we want to have a certain makeup. If a young woman, a young man rises up and says, church, pray for me. In our time, we used to do it. And we come and say, God, uh, the church, just pray for me. I'm struggling with the spirit of lust. I, I know, I've been a young person, I saw those prayer requests coming. And they were not out of cater, they were not something unusual. But yet, the devil was not as cruel as he is now. But today, a believer would never say that. Has the devil gone missing? Has the devil gone softer? He has gone more vicious. But what sustained the devil is because the, the believer wants to make to maintain a makeup. Maybe I need to tell you as a pastor, I deal with the devil daily. In many forms. And without your prayers, I cannot overcome him. 
then and again, without my prayers you cannot overcome him I, I want to make the devil real he's not a myth he's fighting he's waiting for you outside this morning and he, and he wants to finish you off and how does he finish you off he isolates you so making you maintain a, an image you know why he wants you to maintain an image so that no one reaches to you I, I, I know some people will relate when you are a drug addict the way you will sustain the habit you must be able to create image that no no everything is fine yes you see it in the music industry people like witness they come and sing beautiful songs the stage looks beautiful the nose look beautiful but behind the scene they are on crack uh, everything is disintegrating but, but there people they say they are our role model what, what am I saying this morning weaknesses is not if you reveal your weakness and another person knows your weakness and they glorify themselves by their weakness they are immature not only immature but they are not spiritual are we here together that's why in an AA meeting I'm just building a background you come and say hi I'm Madiba I'm an alcoholic you know why they want it to say if you don't acknowledge the problem the problem will never be resolved and a lot of times people are in denial and and sometimes the problem when it's there you make it somebody's problem we live in a time where people blame other people people don't take responsibility anymore now Naaman was like that a great man a commander in chief looked people looked up to him but they were but they, he was a leper he had to be nursed in the house they had to attend to Naaman. and the maid was there in the house of Naaman. insignificant no one gave an attention to him but yet the solution of Naaman was with the mate. 
What am I saying? The people that you look down on, the people that you deem to be nothing, the people that you easily dismiss, they may be the very people that have got a solution of the problem that you are struggling with. Naaman, it never crossed his mind. He came back and looked at the military plans. And he he was able to come up with the best ones. In in his mind, it never crossed that a mate can have a solution. Maybe some mornings he would walk past without even greeting the man. But he did not know that the God of Israel has got a respect for that maid in his house. What am I saying this morning, church? Some people we may disrespect them. We may regard them as nothing. But we don't know what heaven says about them. So the maid was there. And she was going about with her daily activities. And listen to this one. As she was there and looked at the condition of Naaman, I will come to the quotations of the prophet. Looked at the condition of Naaman and looked at that this man is the very man that went and captured me. I'm a slave because of this man. But yet she knew that now I've got the power to come with a remedy for this man. Brother Brennan says she was not bitter. She was in a foreign land but yet she was a believer. She was mistreated but it never changed her nature. You are still a believer. So power, sometimes when God gives you power, he wants to check what you will do with power. Because power without character is satanic. What, what will you do with power when you've got power? She could have looked the other way and said, I don't care, let him die. That was not in line with him her being a believer. I say, as believers, we are going to be mistreated. But it must never change us. We are believers from eternity. If we are hated, let's bring out love. Amen. God is not going to understand that they mistreated you. That's why you behaved this way. Hallelujah. Sometimes, as one man says, sometimes you've got to experience hatred so that you can teach people what love is. And God has deposited certain virtues in you. And the best way to extract those virtues is to bring certain elements that are contrary to what is in you. But you expect when they hate you that you love them. Because the love is already in you. But for him to provoke love in you, you must be hated. You are not a victim here. The footsteps of the Lord of the... Of the of, 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 
of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. This maid ended up in Israel. But she was not supposed to be bitter. She was supposed to carry on with her duty. As she was going up and down, she was exposed to the vulnerability of a great man during her time. I knew that as much as they thought is great, but he's suffering with a secret problem. As much as the king had come here many a time to serve this man and to talk with this man and I saw the respect of the king but God allowed the maid to come behind the general and see the vulnerability of the general this man is vulnerable but here's something beautiful it is wonderful to come in contact with somebody that knows that there is a prophet in the land this woman was a, was a slave the bible says she was a little maid she was despised but she knew one thing there is a prophet in Israel and the minister of that prophet is a remedy everywhere until she spoke a, a secret and said I know that in Israel there is a prophet there and that prophet he will help this master to be healed Stay with me. Leprosy during that time was never healed. There was no record of it being healed. What told this woman that this, this leprosy, if the man of God can know about it, then this leprosy is going to be healed. It was not the faith of Naaman that healed Naaman. It was not the prophet, but it was the faith of the mate in the prophet. The gift of God amongst the people will never help you. But for the gift to be effective it's the people that make the gift to be effective. Are you here this morning? Let's read what the prophet says here. In the message, the supernatural. Paragraph 41. He said, They had a little girl there. I want to show you the force of a testimony of a child who lived in a, in a, in a, in a, in a nation or a, perhaps a family and was under the influence of God. She loved her master. Her mistress. 40, uh, so when she saw Naaman, probably a good hearted man, as far as we know, according to history, Elijah never healed a man with leprosy. That never been a leper case healed in his day. Because 
But a little girl. Being raised and brought up under the influence over in Israel. But yet she was an alien. And she was conducting herself as a believer. I need to have such believers. When she was in the house of Naaman. She did not change to suit Naaman's house. She was still a believer in the house of Naaman. And there was no church in the house of Naaman. There was no preacher in the house of Naaman. There was no pastor in the house of Naaman. But yet she was a believer. There are people that are believers not because they are believers. But they are believers because they are believers from the beginning. No one saw her. No one saw her that she was a messenger. No one looked at how she was dressed. But she dressed right. But the sisters were not there. The pastor was not there. It was her character. It's what carried her in the house of Naaman. And you are a believer. And you change in response to the condition where you find yourself in. You are not a believer to begin with. A believer will be a believer even in a country where there are no believers. That's why it's your nature. You can't help but be a believer. Whether conditions are right or they are not right, you are a believer. We are getting into an hour where if you are a believer because the church leadership is after you, you are not a believer. But you are a believer because mistreated slave did not even become bitter to God but still worshipped yes, I'm a believer yes I was captured but God knows better have you got the ability to commit to God when you don't understand but the little girl being raised and brought up under the influence over in Israel. Yet an alien. She was conducting herself as a believer. That's the way we should do all the time. Is to conduct ourselves. No matter what our position is. Conduct ourselves as believers. Ready at all times to give an answer for the hope that lieth within you. This little lady was that time. She said to her mistress, I would go that my Lord Neiman, I wish he was over in my country. For we have a prophet over there that could heal of his leprosy. She was not ashamed of her prophet. I think in the end time we need not to be afraid or ashamed about William Brennan. William Brenham was a vindicated messenger of God. And I, I want to say, if your colleagues don't know about him, tell him, tell them about him. William Brenham was no, he's not a cultish leader. But he, he was a 
God prophet. William William Let us 
Obama as a domestic worker. And one day you get exposed that Obama has got a problem. Can you tell him that in Jeffersonville there is Brenham Tabernacle and that Brenham Tabernacle was there because God sent a prophet. This condition a lot of us won't do that. We are too shy to express what we have received. Yes, you are free to testify to your boss. You think they will regard you as a fanatic. But you forget your first duty is to talk about it. This made insignificant so the vulnerability of Naaman. And the prophet says, oh, how God used that child. The same thing I was talking about. Inspiration from the very atmosphere. The child under the inspiration was led to say those words. We don't know if Elijah ever healing anybody else. No matter how many he prayed for. But she said, I would want, I would I would to God that my Lord was over with my country. For in my country we have a prophet. Brother say, Oh, if we could say that about our churches today. I would to God that you could come under the influence <coughs> that I live under. And my, ch- my church lives under. Because we believe that he is a healer. Can you talk about him like that? Have you got the ability to refer people? They say you struggled. But I know a place where I can take you to. And if they pray for you, then you'll be here. But the maid was not afraid to tell Nehemiah that he there is a remedy. But look at this. God wanted to humble Naaman. A great man. But he had to listen to a maid. If you stay with God, people that refuse to listen to you, God will make you them to listen to you. 
And now Naaman when he heard about it spoke to the king and said there is a remedy in Israel and then he he wrote a letter to the king and gave it to Naaman and said go there then he went with his servants and when he got there he gave the king the letter that sought a divine healing for the for the leprosy. But the king was not a believer. He rent his clothes and thought the king of Syria was provoking war because no one ever healed leprosy. Rent it and after he had rented it in the prophet, um, prophet heard that the king had rent his clothes and the prophet says king um, prophet, what that matter bring it to me. It was God bringing it to me. The king had no solution. But the prophet had a solution. The world has got no solution. But the message of the prophet has a solution. So check who you stay with. Now when he got to, 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 to Elijah, Naaman was a pompous man. And Elijah looked at him and said to him, okay, you need to go to Jordan. And Jordan was the place that he picked. It was a muddy place. You need to go there and dip seven times. And this is a, a renowned man, a dignitary. You need to go and dip seven times. And Naaman looked at him and said, Do you mean the waters of Jordan are better than the waters of Damascus? But Elijah did not buy. And if you want to be here, go down to Jordan and dip yourself there. Seven times in the mud. You will never come to God unless you humble yourself. Amen. And he went down there. Actually, he didn't want to go. And said, I will not go until the servant said, can't you do what the prophet said? And see what will happen. Because that is a man of God. But God wanted to humble Naaman. And God will humble us. As we move in the journey, when God realized that we get puffed up, he got a way to come and humble us and disintegrate things so that you can raise your hands and say, God, I need you. The prayers that we have, they are designed by God to humble us to come back to him. Because if you are a human being and everything 
goes right. Everything goes right. You come to a point where you say, I, I. And when you say, I, I, God comes with a storm and disoriented things. Because God wants you on your knees. He doesn't care who you are. He wants you on your knees. Naaman had to go down to Jordan and dip seven times. I can imagine with this military regard. Oh, how is going to happen? God will give you a problem that is going to help you to serve it's your, God's purpose in your life. You remember Paul, a great messenger, preached mightly, but he said, I've got a thorn in my flesh. Did not go, was not God able to heal it? That thorn, he says, because God did not want me to be puffed up. That's why he put it there. And every one of us in the building, we've got our own son of flesh. When you you begin to be puffed up, that son comes back so that you can acknowledge your insignificance and say, God, I need you. Amen. Amen. And Naaman looked. What will I do? Then he went down. God wanted to show the healing did not come from Elijah. It comes from God. Went down to Jordan. Found that muddy place. But what brought him there, down there? The maid. In the gas. And looked at the muddy rivers of Jordan. You must have taken a few minutes surveying the waters. His ego was inflated. He won battles. Now his servants, they must come with him there and see him dipping himself in Jordan. Where was logic? It doesn't make sense. This man is respected. He needs to do that. He must have looked at the servants. This man have been with them. I won battles. And now I need to dip myself. Not once. Seven times. God wanted to humble him. Then he went into the muddy waters and dipped himself first time and dipped himself second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, and on the seventh time, when he came out, the Bible says the skin of Neiman was like a skin of a, a little a baby that was born. That, that, that's how tender the skin was. 
from leprosy to skin that looked like a baby skin. There is a mate that Naaman had to listen to. There is a prophet that Naaman had to listen to. There is many waters that Naaman had to baptize himself into. Some Some you, you've got great miracles that is before you. But you've got to humble yourself. You've got to come down and go down into the muddy water. And when you go in there, there's a new creation for you. Amen. But we've got egos. We've got the eye eye. No humility. But let me tell you something. As long as you're not humble, that problem will gonna be there. That restlessness is gonna be there. That unhappiness is gonna be there. Sometimes you've got to go down and humble yourself. And Naaman, when he moved out, and the servant looked, servants looked at him, and, and, and he looked at himself. He realized that God was now in operation. And he went to Elijah and wanted to thank him and said today I'm healed. Meeting God. God has got to humble you. When we were on the leper there was a famine in the land around the land. And then there were four lepers that had chucked out of the city. They were not welcome. And now the Syrians they came and besieged the city. And inside there there was famine until such time people started eating their own babies. And when they were eating their own babies, now the four lepers were outside. And they heard that there is war. They heard that the city is besieged. And they said, listen brothers, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go there, maybe they might even spare us and give us food. But if they kill us, anyhow we were going to die. But let us go. But inside there, there was a prophet that prophesied and said, tomorrow there will be food in the camp. And the king Amen. said, You are choking. And the king said, You will not taste that food. It was, it was humanly impossible. Now, when the four lepers were coming, approaching the city, weak. Vulnerable, ready to die, outcast, rejected, no use, 
And the four lepers came. Can you imagine the food that went there? They looked at one another. God can do a miracle in your life. But the problem, we are too much full of ourselves. We need to overcome ourselves. And yield ourselves to God. And God, through our vulnerability, He will do things that you never thought you would do. Like Naaman, what stood between Naaman and his new skin? He position. is prestige. honor, greatness. But God, God had a way to humble. Until he brought him, brought him down into the muddy waters of Jordan. And there he received his news. I don't know what you need this morning. I don't know what battles. Maybe you're sitting here like great. Everything looks great. Everything looks like it's orderly. But in your secret chamber, you are nursing a leper. But outside, you are admired. Maybe it's a marriage. People look at you and say, Great marriage. But you and your wife, you are attending to a leprosy. Maybe it's a position in church. People look up to you. But secretly, you are nursing leprosy. And when you nurse leprosy, and you are caught between leprosy and greatness, repentance is never easy. Naturalized people. We want to maintain this greatness. We want to maintain this image. When we maintain the image, let's not forget. Leprosy is getting worse. And to you as a church, are you able to embrace somebody who is perceived great but yet is quite leprous? You know, unconfessing amongst ministers is so rife 
than even amongst the people in the assembly. It's a very I know it's very hard saying. But ministers, they bring the word. And the word inspires the church. But some of them, they're nursing leprosy. And they're not happy with the leprosy. But the problem is, there's this greatness. Even you as a church member, sometimes, being in church for many years, and knowing that you have been for 40 years, Sometimes it robs you of your ability to repent. And it makes you to have a secret leprosy. And unconfessing, it will kill you. And the greatest hindrance in the end time is unconfessing. It makes God's spirit not to be effective. It makes the sinners come. No condemnation. And without being healed. It makes the church to be powerless. Because there is a secret leprosy. And because you think if I speak about this leprosy, I lose the prestige. But sometimes you've got to swallow your pride. Say, God, I want to make it right with you. Just don't want to go to church. I, I, I'm like Naaman. Things look fine. But I can't mislead you. The devil knows. And you know. And I know. Something is not right. And I want to fix it. So that I can receive new creation. But pride, prestige, prevents people. God bless you as we stand now. I've wandered far away from home. I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The paths of sea too long have trod. Lord, I'm coming 
just bow our heads, amen. We could just, amen, look at him once more, amen. Hallelujah. We could just look at him, amen, with revelation this morning, amen. He's the same God, amen. Yesterday, amen, when he was even on that cross, amen. There were four crosses, amen, that's what the prophet said. One was Christ, amen, taking the believer, amen. And he said Judas hung himself on the tree, taking his believer, amen. One to hell, amen, one to heaven, amen. We see, amen, the stage being set this morning, amen. We see the condition of the world, oh man. We see, amen, the condition even of the message churches, amen. We see how even the mighty angel, amen, right in the midst. And yet we see even the dead angel, amen, coming right into the pews of the message churches, amen. Taking out, amen. People, amen, believers in this hour, amen. Children, you dying in sin, amen. Ministers dying in sin as we heard the word of God come unadulterated this morning, church. Let's look unto him, amen. The hour is late, amen. We need one in each and other this morning, amen. Hallelujah, as we bow, Lord Jesus. Thou hast ordained to Father this moment, O God. Thou hast come, Lord, in our midst, Father, to do the mighty works, O God. Thou hast come, Lord, with a faith, with that word, O God. And that word was God, Father. That word has made flesh, O God. And that word has moved this morning, Father Lord, and brewed upon your people, Father Lord, quickening the seeds of even the sinners this morning, Lord, to come unto repentance, Father. Lord, dismantling the shock, oh God, Lord, the image, Father, that some was hiding under hypocrisy this morning, Father. That they shall be sin no more, Father. They shall be light in the evening hour, O oh God. That will be so bright, O oh God, Father. That it will ripen the seed, Father. That it will expose sin, Father, this morning, dear God. But your children love you this morning, Lord. There's so many this morning, Father, that don't want to stay under the shadow of, Lord, that evil, Father God, that they were in, O oh God. They want to repent this morning, Father. And as we pray and believe for them, dear God, give them that strength, Father God, to rise up, Father Lord, from that condition, Father. May Satan's power, Lord Jesus, may Satan's chains, Father, be broken this morning, oh God. Knowing that you're right here in the midst, oh God. Knowing that the hour is so late, Father. When they leave the service, oh God, it could be the last one, Lord Jesus. The last call, Father. Dear Lord Jesus, help your children, Father God. Many are so confused, Lord, this morning, Father. The prophet said, dear Lord, the people don't worship because they don't reverence and recognize your presence, Father. And they would get so excited out in the world and with the things of this world, Father God, and deny you this morning, Father. Move that unbelief away, dear Lord Jesus. 
help your children to stand up in this hour, oh God, and take your word for what it is, oh God, and be delivered, Father, from all the unclean spirits that once ruled them, dear Lord Jesus, and may they be free to worship you, Father. May they stand as time-tested memorials, Father. Lord, not being shakable in this hour, uncompromising, Father, children of God, Father, that will shine so bright in this hour, Father God, Lord, that we will call the sons of God. The Bible says, now you are the sons of God, Father. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, take them, God, knowing that, Lord, there's only spiritual blessings in heavenly places, oh God. Rise them up this morning, dear Lord Jesus, as we see Satan fall like lightning, Father. May the sons of God and the daughters of God take their position, Father, at their homes, dear Lord, in their marriages, Father God, in the schools, Father, dear Lord Jesus, in the church, oh God, as real time-tested memorials, Father. Oh, unshakable, Lord Jesus, redeeming the time in this hour, Lord, for the days are so evil, Father. Dear God, bless your children this morning, oh God. Bless your servant, dear Lord. We came expecting, Father, and we have received, dear Lord. What a privilege, what an honor, dear God. We just want to thank you. Be with the children of God, Father, for the rest of the weeks, Father. Dear Lord Jesus, and the services that's coming up, dear Lord. A safe traveling mercies, Father, and the needs of your children, Father. Yes. Many be sick and heavy laden, Father. We just believe in the name of Jesus Christ that they will, Father. Many may be financially burdened this morning, Father. Mm. We know that Jesus never fails, Father God. Yes. We fail, but we have faith this morning, Father, to hold on to your word, O God, Father, that you said, O God, that you would never see the righteous forsaken, O God, or the sea begging for bread, dear Lord. You'll feed them somewhere or the other, O God. May they have that faith to believe this morning, Father. We just commit all things in your hands now, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord. Amen. 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 There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Amen. Amen. Before we release. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power.
when you sing this song, hear your chain being broken. And if it has been broken, remember how it was broken. I believe that there is power in this name. And that the devil is a liar. If there is a chain of sickness, it's broken. Come with it. I hear the chains, I hear the chains falling, oh, I hear the chains falling, I hear the chains falling, I hear the chains falling, yes, I hear the chains falling. If something is not right, fix it. So that God can operate in your life unhindered. There's much He wants to do in your life, but He depends on you. God bless you richly. Modi Moriahu Boka. Oh, 